100 episodes, this is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Confidential Podcast. My name is Luke Kerr. We're celebrating the 100th episode, and for the 100th episode, we are counting down our top five soap stars turned superheroes, doing a little tie-in with Daytime Confidential. And joining me today to count down and to celebrate our 100th episode, Melody Akles. Welcome, Mel. Hey, hey. An OG, well, not an OG, but a longtime co-host on Daytime Confidential, now a co-host on Geek Confidential. We have had many fun discussions over the years talking about soaps, and now we get to bring that a little bit for today into Geek Confidential. Also joining me... When worlds collide. Okay. (laughs) Pardon? When worlds collide. (laughs) Right. It's an alternate Earth crisis at Geek Confidential. No. Uh, Dan. Welcome, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Confidential crisis. Glad to be here. There you go. And Mo Walker. Welcome, Mo. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, and I'm ironing out my um, cape. Okay. Top five soap stars turn superheroes. Now, as I was going through the list of and looking up people and just confirming everything, I came to the realization that there's a lot, a whole lot more soap stars who turned superhero villains than there are who turned superheroes. If you are keeping to the narrow rules that these have to actually be superheroes, there was much discussion before the podcast as to whether or not characters in sci-fi and fantasy qualified as superheroes and i was like are they based on comics or graphic novels that limited the discussion down a bit so we're going to try to stick to that today we'll see if anybody goes rogue i know i didn't and for those not familiar with my top five legacies i do not have any ties today so We will see how this goes because it's very rare that I'm on a top five or have a top five episode where I don't have a tie. Mel, coming in at number five. Coming in at number five, who do you have, Mel? Well, my number five is well known in the superhero community. Uh, I have Mr. Chris Hemsworth. He plays Thor Odin's son, but way before that, as we all know, he is Australian and he looks very, very nice uh, with clothes and without clothes. Um, He was on an Australian soap opera called Home and Away, and he did two or three years there. So I love to see an actor with a good soap background. I love to see an actor who looks good all of the time. We love him as Thor. He does a fantastic job. Can't wait to see the new film. Um, But I will say uh, every time Thor is on my screen, I just have a little smile on my face. So, yes, Mr. Crimson. So my top five list does not include anybody from British or Australian soaps. So my list is going to be a bit different than yours. Mo, who do you have? 
Well, for my top five, and Luke, you will be pleased to wait, know. Wait, for your top five or for your number five? Sorry, my number five. Excuse me. <laughs> number five. Um, I do have an American soap actor. Okay. Well-known, well-known American soap actor. He is currently portraying Brady Black on The Days of Our Lives, formerly Ethan Winthrop Crane on Passions. It's Eric Martsoff. Oh, you're from his Smallville. Correct. When he was on Smallville as uh, Booster Gold. I forgot about that. And Booster Gold is such a great character, too. Perf- I mean, it was a perfect fit for Martsoff. I mean, given, you know, Brady Black's predilections, given that Booster Gold is, for those of you who are not familiar with Booster Gold, he is a quote-unquote superhero. He's from the future. He In the future, he was an athlete um, who got, who was disgraced. He stole a bunch of scientific equipment because he was a janitor working at a superhero museum, came back to the 20th slash 21st century, became a member of the Justice League. And yeah. So you just gave me an idea that we will have to talk about after the podcast. (laughs) But in light of the fact that we have all these Earths merged, what's to say that Booster Gold couldn't show up in the Arrowverse as Eric Martzoff? Yeah. That there's, was because he was really good as Booster Gold. Yeah, he he really was, and it was a shame. You know, he he was just on like that one episode. I was ho- really hoping that he would be back for more. So, okay, Dan, who do you have? I know how worried you were before the podcast that I would go rogue on this, but I am in sticking light to of my... the text questions that I got about what the definitions of a superhero is which I thought was sort of self-explanatory, I was worried. (laughs) Well, my number five portrays the uh, shady legal eagle of Port Charles for the past, I would say, 40-some years, Scotty Baldwin. Ken Schreiner as Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow in Justice League Unlimited. Oh, I didn't even think about the animated series. I didn't do anything with animation, so that's a good one, Dan. I thought Ken Schreiner did a fantastic job as Oliver Queen. He he was just enough gruff, uh, just enough experience. Really, he, he had such great gravitas and gruffness that we've always associated with Scotty Baldwin and just the mannerisms and the way Ken Schreiner tends to act. Seeing that portrayed through Oliver Queen and his interactions with various members of the Justice League, as well as various members of like what you would uh, classically associate with the Green Arrow, with Speedy and uh, Black Canary people like that it was just he did a really good job and yeah so he is my number five coming in at number five for me is someone who i didn't realize was a soap star because when she um aired on one life to live it was for a very short stint i don't remember it but jessica jones Kristen ritter is my number five. You can say what you will about the second season of Jessica Jones, but there is no denying that Kristen Ritter in the first season made that the critically acclaimed and must-see show 
that she did because she was so good as Jessica Jones. I can't say enough about that first season. She took us on every, uh, like on a journey for Jessica Jones and every element she conveyed it. And I was like, I wonder, is it possible? Was she actually on a soap? And I went back and looked and I was like, turns out she did. So I was very happy to have her at number five. Coming in at number four, Mo, who do you have? For me, I have Stacy Haduk, who has portrayed Crazy Patty, Patty Williams of The Young and the Restless. She currently portrays Kristen Demera and Susan Banks on Days of Our Lives. She starred in the 1980 Superman series. I mean, super, excuse me, Superboy series that was a syndicated series as Lana Lang. There was 100 episodes of that show. She was in every episode. They recast the, the person portraying Clark Kent slash Superboy. But Lana Lang was wrote it out the entire time. It was really the Stacey Haduk show because every time you turn around, she was being transformed into this. She was being transformed into that. She was being possessed by aliens. Um, really, they should have renamed that show the, from the adventures of Superboy should have been the adventures of Lana Lang and Superboy. You know, give us a precursor to what we get now with uh, Superman and Lois. Excellent. Still- that I did not know that. That is fantastic. Great it's- pick. I, I agree. It's still really funny to me that on All My Children, she played James Scott's mom. But right now on Days, she's playing his, James Scott's his sister. sister. Yes. Well, well, techni- and mother technically because of Susan. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. Uh, because of Su- that. Yes. Yes, that is. Yeah. So for people who don't watch soaps, this is probably going to be a very inside baseball episode. Um, but it happens to be the the crisis convergence of my two television loves, daytime and superheroes. So we'll see how this all plays out. Dan, who did you have at number four? At number four, you know I was going to go in a direction that you guys were not prepared for. I have Philip Jean-Marie at my number four for his portrayal of Max on Power Rangers Wild Force, and then his portrayal of Vincent on Passions. I have a question just because I do not know about the origin story of Power Rangers. Yeah. Did Power Rangers start out as a comic, or was it just a TV show? It, It was a TV show, then a comic. I mean, they're superheroes. Like they're they're legit. Uh, like, come on, Super Sentai is what they're called in Japan. So the Power Rangers, those shows aren't they are, just are... humans who get a suit? No, they're considered superheroes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Luke! Really? Luke, there's a whole. <laughs> in... We're doing this. Is, I, 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 read, I readily, I readily admit, I do not know anything about. Come on. I do not know anything about Power Rangers because that was post my childhood. But I always was from the impression that it was sort of like, sort of, this is not the same thing because obviously Barry has the speed force, but I just sort of thought it was one of those things where 
They have the ring, the suit company. Well, they don't have a ring, but the equivalent of. They, they do have, not have a ring. They do not have a ring, but what I'm saying is it's the equivalent of when Barry puts on his suit, it comes out of a ring. I was like, oh, these people just get suits and then they have powers. So technically speaking. Because, because the, how can there be so many different, how can there be. Process in the same respect that the speed force is in the process. But like, I get, I do get your point. I mean, don't, don't they have different people playing the pink? Yeah, that's like the powers have to get passed down. Like you don't just get to do; you have to be chosen to be a power ranger. Like you have to have something special inside you to be said power ranger. It's not just like we walked (laughs) off the show, pick Billy Bob, and here you can be the red power ranger. It's not how this works. So this is basically. So what you're telling me is the Japanese knocked off Shazam. Um. I would say more. I mean, more or less in a in a way because we th- this is a whole cottage industry in Japan. Super Sentai shows have been going on since the seventies, really. Yes. Um, and so they basically have these series, which truly they can be considered like small little soap operas where they'll run for most of them. And, and, and Dan, you can correct because you certainly are more knowledgeable about this than I am. But you're roughly like about fifty episodes, and yes. they may they may run a year. And kind of tell it, yeah, and then and then some movies, sort of telenovela style, um, and then they cycle through, bring in a whole new crop of people, and then what they do over here in the U.S., what they've done is, when they started Power Rangers, what they did is they they sort of cherry pick one of those Super Sentai shows, use the sort of uh, superhero theatrics and the robots and so forth. They'll they'll bar- they'll keep those from Japan, strip out the uh domestic elements and then plug in u.s kids or so forth and now since they're basically i believe they're now been filmed you know in the last what 20 years and dan you again you can correct me if i'm wrong more or less in the new zealand australian um parts of the world where they've been filming for you know roughly about 20 years now yeah since uh since ninja storm which was oh three okay Okay, well, I guess I guess I'll have to give it to you as a superhero. They do wear tights, so there, there we go. Plus, Philip Jean Marie did a fantastic job as Max, the Blue Ranger, uh, during Power Rangers Wild Force. He was considered the youngest of the group, uh, and it, kind of was always a little like a little too tryhard as a result of being considered the youngest but he was super into being best friends with the black ranger danny and which and one is the super controversial ranger i pick one there's a lot of them oh okay well we don't have time for that mel who do you have well as i was just four? gonna say i mean vincent that he he went for the role in vincent there's a lot of issues presently with the character of vincent on passions but the, the actor just went currently for on passions that passions has not been on the air for a long time. I'm saying current issues. Oh. Also past issues, but like that passions was all over the place when it came to the character. We we all kind of know that. Okay. Mel, who do you have at number four? Uh I am taking a trip back to the eighties, back to Santa Barbara. I have Mr. Robert Wright, who played Kelly Capwell on Santa Barbara. And now she is in Taipei. One of the Amazons, what like the best fighting Amazon there is. She's amazing. What hasn't she done? I'm just saying. Um, I actually watched her on Princess Bride last night just because 
she's fantastic and we love her but she is my number four pick Robin Wright don't forget where she started coming in at number four for me is someone who I was first introduced to on Dawson's Creek who I loved seeing shirtless on Desperate Housewives but who has a daytime um, pedigree that includes Guiding Light, As the World Turns, Santa Barbara, Loving, All My Children, One Life to Live, John Wesley Shipp. He played The Flash back in the 1990 series. He currently plays Henry Allen's, um, the Barry's father on the current series. He plays alternate Earth Flash. Yes. I, when we discussed this topic, he was literally the first person I thought of for this list. And then there were a couple others that came to mind, but he was literally the first one that came to mind. Coming in at number three, Dan, who do you have? So I have a act- an actress who was not good in her daytime portrayal, but holy cow, did she improve by the time she entered the CW on Black Lightning? Oh boy, Nefessa Williams, come on down. The role of Deanna on One Life to Live was not super great. She was the she was James's ex who ended up doing a porno with like the little brother Nate, and it just it didn't work as like a character, and she just she wasn't very good in that whole situation. But the minute she entered as Anissa Pierce, a.k.a. Thunder, a.k.a. Blackbird, everything changed. Oh, Every my single God. Thing I complete. Holy crap. How could you forget about did... her? She was so bad. <laughs> you guys used to. <laughs> you know, you know. Like, you, so what's so crazy? About her. What's crazy about that is I just Googled her like I completely forgot about her. And one of the first things that comes up on images for Deanna Forbes' One Life to Live is under the image search is a link to top 10 babies who didn't know where they were. (laughs) 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 But But in my defense, in my defense, that was circa 2011. It was a decade ago. I've been talking a lot of soaps and seen a lot of babies who didn't know where they were. You guys have the luxury of not having to talk about it every week. So, uh, you. but I'm just defending myself now. But yeah, I did not remember. But you're right. She's fantastic as Thunder. She, she, she got some acting lessons along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can't get enough of the character, I think, as as rough as this season is, she's been really good. And she's been carrying a lot of the water of this season as a whole. And I'm hoping they could stick her landing because right now it doesn't look like they're going to stick the show's landing. We are going to have to, like, uh, as a side note, we are going to have to have a postmortem on Black Lightning in this final season because, God, is it bad. Like, this is second season... Legends of Tomorrow bad. Okay, Luke. It's pretty bad, guys. It's pretty bad. Uh, no, I mean, I, I well, we can get into that another time, but I will say I don't think it's that bad. For me, it was, this is almost, not quite, but almost as bad as Legends of Tomorrow season two. Um, Mel, 
Who do you have at number three? Okay, I feel like you're going to be a little shocked by how low this person is, but I, it's fine. It's fine. Um, number three for me has to be Michael B. Jordan. I know, I know, I know, but I will explain later. Anyways, uh, Michael B. Jordan, who played Reggie on All My Children after another actor that I will talk about later as well, but he was on there for quite a good stint. Um he was never for me. He was never a bad actor. So, Reggie, do with uh, that what you will. Uh, Michael <laughs> it B. Jordan, Michael it B. Jordan was never a bad actor. I watched him Thank when he you. was on The Wire as an exactly. informant. He's been a good. I was. I have been a Michael B. Jordan fan since mm-hmm. The Wire, and when he came to All My Children, I loved. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. So, but I, but I still, him. but you didn't say what superhero you're crediting him for. Well, since you said we couldn't pick villains on this, right? Thing, because he, he couldn't be Killmonger, Johnny Storm, or not Killmonger. He was the first. He was the first black Johnny Storm on that also awful, awful, fantastic flop movie, Fantastic Four. So that is the superhero I am crediting him with because while the movie was terrible, and it was, I have to give him credit for it because if you go play the first black Johnny Storm, then it is what it is. So See, I, I, I really, go. I really thought about him being on the Fantastic Four. You never said Four. the movie had to be good. You just no, said they had to no, be uh, that you are correct. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> it was just one of those things that that Fantastic Four movie was so bad that I didn't, as much as I like Michael B. Jordan, I was like, I'm going to save him for my top five villains list, and I'm not going to even bring him up on the the heroes list. I, uh, he had to be on here because of just his caliber of where he is, like who he is now. I like I I have to find a place for him on my list. Okay. And then I'm probably going to put him on the villains list too. So. Well, is definitely the case if you're watching him in Creed. Um, <laughs> Mo number three. For me, number three is. The fabulous Miss Deidre Hall. Oh, I the, knew she was going to get a mention. From Days of Alas. You know, I'm not going to call out every government name she's had. Portraying Marlena Evans, Brady, Black. You know, all them other government names she's had. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's ironic that she has never been a, a super a super villain because given the number of times in days history in which she has been the villain, it's, it's really, really fascinating. Uh, But if you recall uh, prior to her stand on days, she portrayed a character called Electra woman uh, who had a secret identity named Lori and on a TV show called Electra woman and Dinah girl. It was very short lived. series it was okay i've seen um actually you can get uh, like find old dvds of it it's 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 quaint and it's okay for its time it works for its time um but it, it it's clear that you know a lot of the superhero tropes and so forth that she probably was exposed to from that show have really really impacted her performances on days of our lives because Lord have mercy, that just times with stuff is just so over the top. But we still love Deidre. We love Marlena. 
Coming in at number three for me, who someone is someone who was on both All My Children and Guiding Light before he went to um, or before he ended up on White Collar and is now on Doom Patrol. Matt Bomer, who plays Negative Man, Larry Trainer on Doom Patrol. Even though we don't get to see Matt Bomer outside of the raps very often, other than in flashbacks, he conveys so much for that character just through his voice and his actions that it's wonderful. And then when you get to see him in the flashbacks and get to see his story pre his accident, it's even better. If you have not watched Doom Patrol, I highly recommend that you check it out. It's on HBO Max. It's definitely worth the watch. Matt Bomer is number three for me. Coming in at number two, Mel, who do you have? So uh, my number two is actually one of my favorite actors to ever wear a superhero suit, and it has to be Mr. Christopher Reeve. Okay, he played Ben Harper on a soap that was before my time called The Love of Life. But he was on there for about two years, three years or so. Did a great job. And he became the Superman. Send your hate mail to me. Fight me if you want. I don't care. That is my favorite Superman ever is Christopher Reeve. He's amazing. He is when I think of Superman, that's what I think of. He is who I think of. And he had to be very high on my list. So He's amazing. Rest in peace to him. He did a fantastic job, but he's our Superman. See, for me, Dean Kane was mine for the longest time. But Superman and Lois is so good that for mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. Superman, I'm Tyler is about to replace Dean Kane because he is so good as Clark Kent. Mo, who do you have at number two? All right, mine, this may be the controversial pick, but I'm going to go here. Um, It's my girl, Sarah Michelle Gala. Tread carefully. Do it. Oh, I got got it. I got it. I got Tits Luke, who was Kendall Hart on All to the My Children. Yes. And, And she voiced... She voiced April O'Neil in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 2007. She is about to portray. Whoa, 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 wait. No, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tell me how anybody other than the tur- turtles are superheroes. Hold on. So you're saying that April O'Neil, who is also kicking butt in there as well, she isn't portrayed. She she's. What not, powers I mean, does she have? What power? She's a journalist, and she is a fighter. They teach her. They teach taught her. I'm karate. a blogger. That doesn't make me a superhero. But April O'Neil has been taught. I'm karate. a podcaster. That doesn't make me a superhero. Oh, I think your stronger case was with Buffy. Like I. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, you well, were. Wait, 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 wait. We moment. had a conversation before this podcast started about whether or not Buffy <laughs> qualified. So you decided you wanted to be like, hmm, I'm going to go pick someone in an animated series who isn't even actually a superhero as my number two. 
Yeah, man, that's like picking Tom Pelfrey for Iron Fist. Like, what do we like? Uh, yeah. What is this? I thought we had these clearly defined prior to the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm pulling, I'm trying to play within the rules uh, of that. There, well, there, you are so far outside the rules. Luke has made up his own rules for these top fives for the last <laughs> 50 years. <laughs> you, after all, the, after all these years of listening to for the rules. my podcast, out, top five podcasts, whether that is Daytime Confidential, Geek Confidential, I can't remember if we did them on Pop Confidential, that is nowhere we within did. the realm. Here, here's the thing, Mo. I agree that Buffy is a superhero, but I April O'Neil is a side character. Casey Jones steps into the line of a hero, but April has always been on the sideline. No. Okay. No. That's that's fine. Okay, I was trying to thread it without using Buffy, but that's fine. That's fine. User, do it. Well, Luke, it's uh, it's up to the judge. I mean, because okay. well, I mean, I, uh, unless you had a quick fill in, we're going to just have to go with it, I suppose. Oh, but no, no, no. I have plenty of fill ins, Luke. I have a whole spreadsheet full of people. Right. But the ranking no longer the ranking no longer makes sense. If you you mean to honest to goodness, tell me that of all the soap actors who became superheroes, you were going to rank a voice of an animated character that isn't even actually a superhero as your number two pick. But I mean, it's the power. It's the power behind the Slayer. I mean, Kendall, Kendall was, I mean, Kendall, her SMG on Kendall, All My Children was Kendall, a game changer. Right. But that and, doesn't, and, but, and but, Buffy, but, but, but she is not a superhero as the voice of a character that doesn't have superpowers. Okay. And that's, and that, and that's fine about April. But what I'm saying about Buffy is, is that there have been Buffy comics going back since the nineties and that ran concurrently with the show. Buffy movie was an original, was it not? That was a, that was an original. It then it got translated. Right. Then it's been translated the show, and then it's been translated into the comics. But SMG's version of Buffy is very different than the S than the version of Buffy who was in the movie. Right, that, which is yeah. why she didn't qualify. Okay, okay. So I will go to my backup because I had a backup just in case. Let's Just hope it is case. more worthy of a, oh, my backup, a worthy of a my number two spot a, on a Mo, top five a, list. Mo, Mo, Mo is diluting, Nathan, Mo is diluting the value of a number two no, ranking. No, no, my number two. My, I was gonna go with a tie, but but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to have. Uh, trying to trying to play in terms of trying to have gender balance because I was when I when I started look at crafting my list, it was very heavily male dominated and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to slip in smg is to try to balance the scales a bit but i'll go with who i honestly at one point i was it was a tie between the two of them and it's justin hartley you know from 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 passions as box crane as and victor newman jr on the young and the restless i mean before but to be perfectly honest I, i loved him as fox crane on passions but when he became Oliver Queen on Smallville, I mean, he just blew up. He blew up. I mean, and 
Oh, and that's right. Before, he was an Aquaman. That's right. He was. He but, was green. Uh, he was Oliver he, Queen, and he was a he was a reg he was a series regular for multiple seasons. A Smallville. Because at okay. one point they were talking about a spinoff of his, his version of Olive Queen, and that's why the fans got upset because um he was his version of Green of uh, Green Arrow was not getting a show that they decided to go with uh with the with the with the Arrowverse instead, but. Yeah, I mean, see, if you had done who Dan just suggested, say, for example, Nathan Fillion is Captain Hammer, I would have even given you that. Oh, I was I was saying Captain Malcolm Reynolds on Firefly. I just wanted to. No, chaos. no, no. Sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You, you'll see who my number one is. You'll see. Now that we've gone off the rails because of Mo. <laughs> Most said blue, blue, blue. <laughs> Dan, who do you have at number two? I'm going to keep us off the rails for a hot second. Oh I'm going to go with Hayden Pantiere. Uh, uh, she was fantastic as Sarah Roberts on One Life to Live, and even better as Claire Bennett on Heroes. I'll you give you that. There's nothing wrong with um, that. That's a Lizzie good one. Lizzie on Guiding Light. Oh, she yeah. She's also Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie Spaulding, yes. She was great as Lizzie Spaulding as well. I'm just like, one of my earliest memories of One Life to Live is Todd saving Sarah and CJ and Jessica and that being part of his whole, like, them attempting to, like, write Todd better in the late 90s um it she was great as the character really enjoyed her uh i really i you know the first season of heroes is one of the best seasons of a superhero show of, of like a first season superhero oh, absolutely. show the second and subsequent seasons just fall off a cliff like the, that uh, writer strike really hurt them a lot. But that first season is so incredible that she's got to be my number two. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Coming in at number two for me is someone who I originally had at number one. because, But then I was like, there's a good chance he'll be at number one for at least one or two other of my co-hosts. So let me see if I can do some research. And when I fa- discovered my number one had actually been on a soap, I was extremely happy because I love the character and I love the actor in the role. So coming in at number two for me is Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. He was the original Reggie on All My Children, which ironically, I don't remember him as that because... I had been watching Michael B. Jordan as on the wire prior to him arriving on All My Children. And so for me, that's always just been locked in as Reggie. But Chadwick Boseman originated the role. And then he became T'Challa and was the lead of the biggest movie prior to the Avengers team-ups. It was fantastic. He was fantastic in his, in the role, and he left an indelible mark on pop culture. So I'm very proud to say that he is a soap opera alum. This brings us to the number one picks. I'm a little bit worried, especially for Mo. We will see how this goes. Mo, who do you have at number one? Luke, my number one is Nathan Fillion. 
Pooh's Joey hey! Buchanan from One Life to the Live. And, you know, and I get that, you know, and I appreciate you mentioning um, uh, Dan Captain, uh, his portrayals, Captain uh, Mal Reynolds and uh, Serenity and Firefly. But actually, I can get get to him being a superhero before. Uh, well, it, it's it's after um, Serenity and Firefly. He portrayed the superhero, the Holy Avenger in the film Super. Um, he starred as Captain Hammer. And I believe Dan mentioned him in Dr. Horrible Sing Along. He has voiced, uh, he's been the voice of Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, in various DC animated films. See, now there's one I would have given you. But no, he was always going to be my number one. No, I was just saying, like, if you were going to be using an actor as an animated character, I would have totally given you Hal Jordan. Well, thank you. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate that. And, of course... He will be in the upcoming a Suicide Squad movie as uh, TDK. <laughs> Luke, what, what was that? I said a side character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on a top five <laughs> list. Hey, Luke, but here's the thing. I had to try because, again, as I said, both of the characters she's portrayed, both on soaps and on um and on primetime television have been game changers. You had to so, try, but she was not invited. Dan, who do you have at number one? You know, we've known her for a long time. We've loved her for a long time. But before, she was Carly Roberts, Benson, Quartermain, Corinthos, Corinthos, Alcazar, Corinthos, Corinthos, Jax, Corinthos. She was Caitlin Starr on Saban's VR Troopers. I'm talking Sarah Brown. She was an amazing superhero. She was a journalist. She fought bad guys in virtual reality. It was a two uh, two season show on Fox Kids. Uh, just an incredible, it, like the three actors that portrayed the VR troopers all went on to do some amazing things. But she, in particular, her career just took off from there. And I'm just, I'm really proud to have known her during her superhero days and then get to appreciate her in her soap days on GH bold and beautiful days as the world turns, uh, GH again, you know, uh, studio city now on Amazon prime. Uh, so yeah, definitely Sarah Brown is the way to go. Mel, who is your number one? Well, who else, who else could it be other than Wakanda forever? I have number one is uh, Chadwick Boseman. I know Luke talked about it a little bit earlier, but he was the original Reggie on All My Children, um, chopping it up with La Lucci, Miss Susan Lucci. I mean, come on. What what else are you going to say about that? And he became Black Panther, T'Challa. The Black Panther movie itself is just such a symbol for hope and a symbol for what we can accomplish. And I absolutely adore that movie. I love the symbol that he became for not only just superheroes, but for children looking up to him and for just being a great man. And it's definitely one of the deaths that really really affected me in the past year because, you know, him being so young and him having to go on to glory is just really, wow, it blows me away. But his legacy will never, ever be forgotten. Chad Bozeman, uh, 
we we definitely he would be definitely missed. So I couldn't give it to anyone else just for his sheer impact that he left on the five or six years or so that he portrayed the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number one for me, I mentioned this earlier. I did not know he was on soaps because this soap was on before. I, like my initial introduction to soaps was Days of Our Lives, watching it with my mom and my grandmother on the farm. And then there was a giant space in which we didn't have TV, blah, blah, blah. And so I picked up again in 1998 watching soaps. So I was never exposed to Ryan's Hope. I've never seen a single episode of it. But this actor was on Ryan's Hope in 1979, and he played Dr. Bernie Marks. He also stars as in one of my all-time favorite comic book movies. He stars as Hellboy, Ron Perlman, was on Ryan's Hope in 1979, and he plays for what I consider to be the only, the real, if we're going to take it back to the real Greenlee campaign, the real Hellboy in film. (laughs) I love... I love the first movie. The second movie, some people don't like it, but I love that movie too. He is so perfect as Hellboy. I, when I saw that, like I did a mini like squee because I was so happy to f- discover that he was on soaps. It made me so happy. You have no idea. Like I just sort of like lit up, started, I wouldn't say glowing because that's not possible, but I was so happy to discover it. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? Going around the circle real quick, you don't have to read off your entire spreadsheet, Mo. Um, Who do you guys have for honorable mentions, Mel? Yes, I have a couple. A few were mentioned already. John Wesley Shipp, um, the original Flash. He was on One Life to Live, As the World Turns, a ton of other soaps. I love seeing him. He's amazing. We did not talk about Brandon Routh who was not so great on One Life to Live, but eventually became Superman. And wasn't so great as Superman either. I mean, you didn't say they had to be good. I don't die on that hill today. Anyways, um, Nefessa Williams, in which Dan gave a glorying overview of that, uh, she was awful, uh, bad, bad on One Life to Live, and you would never know it on Black Lightning as in this appears. She is fantastic. And I love when babies can graduate from their check mark. That's an old school DC reference for anybody <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, I also I had Justin Hartley as well. I think Mo touched on Justin Hartley. He was on Smallville, Greed Arrow, uh, and then he's been on Passions, Young and the Restless, so on and so forth. And then kicking it to a, another one who was on a UK, not UK, on an Australian soap, Margot Robbie, who is Harley Quinn, was also on Neighbors in Australia. That is a, an Australian soap opera, so I had to give her credit too because I feel like she does a really great job as Harley. Dan? I have a bunch of honorable mentions. Uh, I'm not reading my whole list. Don't worry. Uh, Billy D. Williams. I know uh, we had initially talked about not going there, but Toussaint Dubois on General Hospital Night Shift was a great character. And Lando Calrissian is a damn superhero as far as I'm concerned in Star Wars. There, I I said it. Sue me. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, as you guys previously discussed, yeah, the movie wasn't very good in Fantastic Four, but he always brings it in pretty much everything he does. Uh, and 
Nathan Fillion, as Mo talked about uh, with, I I would have talked about Malcolm Reynolds and Firefly personally, but I mean he's done so and much. How work. was he a superhero in that? I love Firefly. I love it. It's a I, sci-fi series fair, and movie. Fair enough. I'm but just they're saying. Not superheroes. <laughs> there we go. I don't even like. Go. This is an honorable mention. You cannot do well, that. Well, no, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dan is let saying him, that he would have. Dan is saying he would have tried to sneak it in as a superhero if we didn't have a definition for superheroes. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. It doesn't mean that I can just slip in the guy who plays Gandalf. Oh, there we go. There's an argument for Lord of the Rings we, <laughs> But anyway. We're, we're, we're playing with fire. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, those are all of my honorable mentions. My honorable mention that I had written down was Brandon Ruth. Um, because, and I was actually sort of shocked because of how much Dan likes his Legends of Tomorrow character. I was expecting Dan to have it be somewhere on his list. So I'm... I'm shocked that that it's, didn't happen. It's honestly um, because I didn't like Seth on One Life to Live. Like, even after they recast him, I was just not into the character. So, like, I I think that's more of the holdover. Okay. Um, but the person who I wanted to include on my list, because I have been a fan of his since he had a show on Fox, I didn't realize he was on the Beastmaster TV series, but I loved him on John Doe, and he was on Australia's Home and Away. If I had included Australian and British soaps for my list, Dominic Purcell would have been on my list because him as Heatwave, love him on Legends of Tomorrow. But I specifically chose not to have people from British or Australian soaps for my list. But he definitely gets an honorable mention because if I had, he'd be on my list. And he would have qualified Mo. <laughs> yeah. So so what am I in so so I can't get my honorable mention because of it. I'm in <laughs> I'm in timeout, Luke. It's not that you're on timeout, but I like everybody knows who listens to my podcast that I tend to play pretty fast and loose with top five rules but a superhero is a superhero and it's a pretty clear-cut definition <laughs> i'm just saying well my honorable missions honorable mentions do qualify superheroes luke and okay. there's some folks that we haven't been mentioned okay uh, one, uh, t- both of them come. Two of them come from the same show. It's uh, Victor Webster, who was Nicholas Alamein on Days of Our Lives, and Forbes Marsh. Oh, from was- Mutant X. Mutant X. Yes. Okay. Nash- oh God, I forgot about that. I wish I would have remembered because they would have been an honorable mention. I loved Mutant X. <laughs> so yes, and Mark Valley, who was Jack Devereaux on Days of Our Lives. He played the Human Target. <laughs> The DC character, uh, Christopher Chance. There was a version of Christopher Chance who did show up in the Arrowverse, the Master of Disguise. Um, and uh, Mark Valley's show, it actually went for a whole season. Anybody else have any other honorable mentions? 
Well, can we give a dishonorable mention to Finn Jones as Iron Fist? Oh. Well, if that's the case, we should also be giving one to the el- Elastic Man on... <laughs> You'd be elongated man. <laughs> elongated man, sorry. Elongated man. Dishonorable mention. Oh, I love it. On that note, we would encourage you to comment on this Geek Confidential's 100th episode at geekconfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gkconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gkconfidential. You can find me at Luke underscore Kerr on Twitter. Mel is at Melody Akles. Mo is at Dr. Mo 77 and Dan is at the real Dan Pierce. I think what we're going to have to do, not for the next episode, but sometime soon, is a top five soap stars to- turned superhero villains podcast because there's a ton of them and a lot of good ones too. So we'll have to do that soon. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Everybody. Bye, y'all. You couldn't help yourself, Mel. It was after, it was after the daytime confidential years. <laughs>